Hello and welcome to the Wet Bandits podcast. This is Mike, and Yo. that is Yo, Sam, Sam, Yo. Wheezy, and Slammy B coming at you with the third episode of our Red Hot Chili Peppers mini series. Now, what do you mean by that? We tell us are the Wet Bandits podcast. The Wet Bandits are a '90s cover band in the Columbus, Ohio area, but we do a podcast too. And on that podcast, we cover '90s bands and we follow their discographies and we are now on the third episode of the red hot chili peppers which is the uplift mofo party plan this is the quickest we've ever gotten right to the point we're only a minute and 27 seconds in we've already mentioned the right to the point could be could be a mistake uh perhaps people like the long drawn out method well we can extend things a little bit don't forget to always subscribe first then rate then review Five stars only. Five stars. Always five stars only. It's easy to do. I can show you now how easy it was. I've been promising something for a little while, and I finally got around to it. When we first started doing discographies, and that was the start of what we're calling season three here of the Wet Bandits podcast, um, we I wore an adult diaper and peed my pants. Isn't that true? Dude, it is, man. It's true. And it was great. The diapers worked perfectly. I ordered them from North Shore. You can go back to episode one of season three, the Tenacious D episode, and listen to it if you want. It gives you all the background. But I ordered them from North Shore Supply Company. And I just wanted... I wrote a review. I rated them. Read it, bro. Five stars, of course. Read it. I rated them five stars because always five stars only. And I left a review, and it's it's very easy. So, without further ado, here is my review of North Shore Supply Company adult diapers. So, here we go. First of all, five stars, obviously. These adult diapers, or dipes, as we like to call them, are exactly what we need. Oop, short aside in the middle of this. This isn't part of the review. But I wrote this from the Wet Bandits. So okay. This isn't from me personally. This is from the Wet Bandits. That's why I refer to it as we like to call them. Uh, these adult diapers, or dipes as we like to call them, are exactly what we need. Playing shows that run up to four hours long the re- <laughs> and recording a lengthy podcast and boasting a name like The Wet Bandits, you know my bandna- bandmates and I don't always have the luxury of a quick restroom stop on our own time. We're always working for some- on someone else's time. These dipes were the perfect solution. I first tested these while recording a long episode of our podcast, appropriately named... The Wet Bandits Podcast. Parentheses. Please subscribe, rate, review, five stars only. I'm, I'm working for us even uh-huh. on my reviews of other things. I wore one of these diapes during the episode, and while it was tough to do with my co-host sitting next to me, I went ahead and pissed my diape not once, but twice during the show. No leakage or odor whatsoever. Outstanding. 
I should mention that I was drawn to this brand specifically because it was advertised to me on Facebook when a shirtless, very fit gentleman running in short shorts. I run in short shorts too, so I was intrigued by the possibility of a dipe that was imperceptible to onlookers. Well, I'd be lying if I said these don't feel a bit bunchy under my podcasting shorts. Nevertheless, my partner Sam here swore that from the front I looked normal. He said that I had a bit of a dumpy butt, but we're, <laughs> but we're seated most of the time on the podcast and on stage we usually face the crowd, so no big deal there! Exclamation point. Back to the post pants pissing experience. That's that's review writing like art right there. Yeah, dude. That alliteration there. Back to the post pants pissing experience. When I changed out of my diaper, and by the way, this is a side that's in the review. You were given you're given a wealth of color choices, and I chose blue. But I digress. I was delighted to have no leakage onto my shorts. My undercarriage and taint, or gooch for our southern friends, felt pretty darn dry too. Even so. I didn't feel great about the prospect of putting, pulling up my clean undies right over skin that had been in direct contact with my stinky piss dipe. Complimentary butt wipes to the rescue, all caps. Complimentary butt wipes to the rescue. My order came with a free set of cleansing ass wipes to freshen up before heading off on a hot date with my wife. Now, given that I emptied my bladder twice into this dipe and my order came with free, free butt crack cleaners, I couldn't help but wonder if taking a big old dump in these was a possibility. Full disclosure, I have not tried this out yet, and I'm not sure I would want to wipe with only the cleansing wipes, especially after a wet duke. Plus, we're just the wet bandits, not the wet and also turd nugget bandits. So we probably aren't, ex aren't the experts you might need in that avenue. However, if you're feeling adventurous, I think you could comfortably... Drop a had one Chipotle burrito and a couple of chips 30 minutes ago sized load in one of these and feel pretty safe. Hashtag get wet. That is my five-star review of North Shore Adult Where Dice. are they located? They are in Buffalo, New York. I'm glad I remembered that. Dude, we're like, dude, you guys want to like do our corporate gig? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do it. I would do it for not as much money as yeah. I usually quote. Yeah. I would do that because I... um. Because there's a small part of me. No, no, no. I was going to say a small part of me like feels guilty about writing this. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling right now. I don't feel guilty about writing this because there were mistakes in their brochure. If they, <laughs> yeah. if I, I'd feel that that's their punishment is they get this review. And you know, they, frankly. So what kind of person? Oh, sorry. No, go so, ahead. Sorry, dude. Uh, what kind of person's on the other side of this? I don't know. I don't know how big a company it is. It that's funny you ask because like at my job, if we get a Google review, it's just like one of my coworkers. Yeah, you know what? It's an owner usually, but our owners are pretty hands on. So if North Shore is really small, like it could be, like everybody in the company. The CEO man. Yeah, the CEO could read it. Yeah. Um, I don't. Who knows? That's interesting though. I I tried to look it up if it had shown up on Google yet, mm -hmm. and it hadn't. But I can go to the Wet Bandit's profile and see that we posted it. So oh. it must take a little bit for them to post. So hmm. be on the lookout for that review as you're looking up your reviews for North Shore Dipes. Honestly, I think a review like that doesn't really hurt them. It, it should, makes us... It should get framed. Yeah, it makes us look like jerks. 
kind of. And, and it doesn't like disparage. It's not like I said the product doesn't work. And I gave them five stars. Yeah. The most important thing is five stars only. It boosted their rating. The product did work. I, yeah. You know, five stars for that. And uh, yeah, I had a little fun with the, the product, but n- no one's reading our review and being like, wait a minute. They don't work though, you know, because I said they do. So anyway, I don't know. That's that's the review. I mean, if anything, like these guys aren't taking it seriously and it worked, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right. And this, what's the point here? The point is this took me 20 minutes and I wrote a long ass review. <laughs> <laughs> so all you guys need to do is click five stars. You don't even have to leave a review if you don't want, but click subscribe, then click five stars. Leave it at that. If you want to write something kind of mean, but kind of funny, like entertain yourself, feel free. We don't care. In fact, we'd like to read them on air. So that's the review of North Shore Dipes. And without further ado, I think it's time for the Uplift Mofo Party Plan. The Uplift Uplift Mofo Party Plan was released on September 29th. So we are almost exactly at the, uh, what, 32-year anniversary? Am I doing my math right? Um, Of 1987. Um, Number one song on that date, Didn't We Almost Have It All by Whitney Houston. Hmm, Don't Mm, know it. Not very punk. Um, Number one mainstream rock song. Using, well, okay. I'll see what you say. Learning to Fly... Pink Floyd. Don't know it. Don't know it either. Would you consider... I mean, I guess Pink Floyd's mainstream rock, right? I mean, it's like they just like came out of the 70s, you know? So like by the 80s, they were just gigantic arena bands. You know? Yeah, right. Yep. I might be able to comment more if I knew this song, but I don't. Uh, number one album, Michael Jackson's Bad. So like we are in Michael Jackson like territory yeah. because we already talked about how um, for... Red Hot Chili Peppers' first release in 84, Thriller had been the number one album for like half that year already and probably mm. half of 1983 leading up to that or maybe longer. So Michael Jackson rules the early stages of Chili Peppers. Um, I think it is good to note that in March, so I already said this album was released in late uh, September. In March of that year, Beastie Boys released License to Ill and it was number one. Yeah. Which... Um, and nothing I read said that the Chili Peppers felt like that was a slap in the face or anything, but like, you know, the Chili Peppers are already on their third album, mm-hmm. and they cracked. Th- this reached 148 on the Billboard, um, and License to Ill is number one. Like, and I, I mean, I'm not a Beastie Boys fan. I'm not like a Beastie Boys hater. So, but I guess my feelings about I like. I'm more of a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan than a Beastie Boys fan, but it's not by a lot. Oh. So I'm just kind of thinking, like, why do Beastie Boys get all that love on their debut release? Mm-hmm. And the Chili Peppers are still struggling. Probably to have radio at that time. Ra- yeah, that's what I'm... Like, radio and... Well, well why are they on the radio? Because their record company is promoting what yeah. they do more. Uh, they probably... Beastie Boys probably played a little nicer with the record companies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a Beastie Boys expert, but... That seems like how you... I mean, you just tell by the mix, you know, like... Well, that's true. You know, that was... Yeah. And maybe they, you know, maybe they're kind of learning from the mistakes of the first two albums of the Chili Peppers, and they kind of adjusted their sound a little bit to uh, 
Well, plus you got to look at the culture behind both bands. You know, like the rap scene is probably like they want to be like these big rock stars, but the Chili Peppers want to re- remain true to the underground music scene and like, you know what I mean? Play like those clubs. Yeah. No, so that's good point. Um, it's like, we're not going to sell out. We're doing it for the fans. And the Beast Boys are probably like, we're going to sell out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a, I'm a fan of selling out. So I wouldn't knock the Beast yeah. Boys for that. No, I'm, I'm not. Definitely. Um, you got to pay the bills. Yeah. You know, um, you said something interesting, though, about and, and I read two, a few different things about this album specifically, the Uplift Mofo Party Plan. Um, and, and one was sort of like flee. This was a time when they were touring for a really long time. And sometimes, like you said, small clubs and other times like for a thousand people or something, mm-hmm. which is a lot of yeah, people, yeah. but like not compared to, you know, a stadium tour or whatever. And the the writer suggested that Flea, it started to wear on Flea. Hmm. That it was like he would they would say like the Chili Peppers pretty much always do. We're putting on the same show no matter how many people we see, which I think is something the Wet Bandits uh, yeah. try try to do too. Um, but in other quotes, he would say like, "Look, man, we've done fifty two shows in fifty two places in fifty eight days. Like, and eventually they all start running together, which." isn't necessarily contradictory you know he in fact even said they're trying to put on the same show every time but but i think the second quote is kind of him saying like it becomes a bit of a drag yeah which i can under i can understand that Mm -hmm. too um so anyway the the way that sort of relates to what you were saying i guess is, is more that Quote number one, where they're like, we try to put on the same show for everybody. is like, we're doing this for the love of the music. But mm-hmm. the second quote, which again isn't contradictory, sounds more like he's saying, man, this can be a drag a little bit. Right. Um, so anyway, um, one of those sources is my mortal enemy, Rob Fitzpatrick, who I've mentioned before. in the, I didn't mention it in the Freaky Styley episode, but I mentioned him earlier in the, um, in the self-titled episode. Um, I am not going to reference anything he writes too much today, but I am going to reference one picture. It doesn't play very well on YouTube because it's far away. We're going to put it on uh, social media. But for now, I'm going to show it to Sam and ask him who that is. That's Chad Smith, bro. Yeah, that's Chad Smith. This Now, if you could just read that little uh, caption for the photo. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it says the usual suspects original cast Kiedis, flea irons and Slovak. i think like as like this these podcasts continue we're just like this guy is losing all credibility <laughs> we're ruining <laughs> rob fitzpatrick's career i mean it, seriously though like <laughs> silver chair has got to be on notice and yeah. so does rob fitzpatrick now i understand that probably Rob Fitzpatrick had nothing to do with this. Oh, yeah. This was probably a picture uh-huh. that, like... But still, it's got his book. Exa- that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Is like, I get that it's not your job to edit the photos and the captions probably that go on these. Um, that's someone else's job, probably. But that's the chance... Like, if it were me, I would read my own book and make sure nobody fucked it up. Yeah. You know, but it's the same thing with my job where we do, we do like, event planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are varying levels, without getting into it too much, there are a wide variety of levels of involvement we might have with a specific in- event. Some Sometimes we're not even at the event. Like yeah. we just like hand out tickets mm-hmm. for more or less. Um, 
but something like a rainstorm will ruin the event and like they the event planners like won't have a sufficient plan for what happens in that situation uh, or the directors i should say we might not have anything to do with it but because they got the ticket from us they think it's our fault yeah it's a similar thing here and i know i'm saying i so what i'm saying is i understand rob fitzpatrick might not be at fault but like if you could fix this you think you'd fix it. That is mm. clearly Chad Smith, if you know what Chad Smith looks like. I will talk about it on social media, but like he's kind of I don't really know what Jack Irons looks like either. And this is a pretty young Chad Smith. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe they just look real similar. So I looked up that tattoo. And oh, that's, that's John Frusciante's yeah. tattoo. That's not Hello Slovak's tattoo. Right. Plus, the caption has them going in a certain order, and it's saying that Chad Smith is Hillel Slovak. And John Frusciante is Jack Irons. So, Rob Fitzpatrick and your editors and your photo people in Red Hot Chili Peppers, the stories behind every song you guys suck. Yeah. That's all that needs to be said there. So, um, we're moving on to our third album, Producer, for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is Michael... Beinhorn, or maybe it's Beanhorn. I call him Beinhorn because then I can say Finkel and Beinhorn. Finkel and Beinhorn. Do you know what that's from? No. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, okay. Finkel and Einhorn. Um, he, I again, I read conflicting stories. Well, not conflicting. I read stories that mentioned this and others that didn't. But I read in one uh, account that the reason he was chosen was because there was an under-the-table deal with him and Hillel Hmm. where they would take some of the promotion money for the album, like to production money for the album. They took $2,000 of it and just used it on heroin. Jeez. So like, and that was heroin for just Hillel and the producer, Michael Beinhorn. So not helping the addiction situation yeah. at all, clearly. Oh, I, is, oh sorry. No. Oh, well, I remember this, that they were talking about, because eventually uh, Rick Rubin gets involved with this album? No, no, oh, like okay. down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that that's why he didn't produce the Chili Peppers earlier because there's like all the weird shit and the drugs and stuff like that. So. Yeah, they were out of control, I think. Yeah. Now, now, you know, a lot of bands are quote unquote like out of control, but it usually isn't so early in their career. Like, right. Usually they get some cred and then uh-huh. they're out of control, but the Chili Peppers are out of control from before they're even in the studio. Yeah. Like for for album one. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Now, what I heard was that for this album, Kiedis is clean. And Fight Like a Brave is actually about him. Going, He went to Minnesota where his mom lived. His mom took him to rehab. And he he kind of like quickly took to rehab. Like he was very uh, emboldened, I guess, in his, in his like fight for sobriety because he realized there were a lot of people there who were there to help him. And he mm-hmm. found that like... Chili Peppers do seem like a sensitive bunch. Like he seems like emotionally tied to that. So Fight Like a Brave is about him like Hmm. getting clean. Um, And I guess he was clean for most of the, or clean for the whole album and then like fell back out, you know, Mm -hmm. soon after. But but not Hillel. Hillel's still like into the heroin stuff. So um, do you have anything else about the background of the album before we get into it? No. Because... The first Did song. this producer produce anybody else in the scene or Um I don't know. I think he was newer. Hmm. Um but I 
spoiler alert, I like what he did to yeah. most of this. So the first, we already mentioned it, the first track on here is Fight Like a Brave. So this one, immediately you're like, oh, I see. This is late, late 80s rap, you know, rap rock guitar. Mm-hmm. Like it reminds me of Beastie Boys for one thing. And it reminds me of like the guitar tone specifically. Like this is a, oh, a like lot that. more metal and funk. Right. And it reminds me of Tone Loke, you know, like Funky Cold Medina. No, I don't and know. <laughs> it, uh, listeners who are familiar with Tone Loke will get that. Like it is as like tinny a distortion as you can get yeah you know um but what i'll also say about this album before we get into it is i don't i'm probably not i like to talk about the individual songs and how they like build into this album but the one it's not really a beef but this album of the three we've done so far is i think the least diverse it has one or two songs that are really different Oh, I see what you're saying. But, yeah. like, the sound is pretty consistent through all these. Yeah. So this, these three albums here um, kind of reminded me of, like, Metallica's first four thrash albums. So you're talking about Kill em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice for All? Yeah. All right. And then the next one, they kind of go into some. Well, and Justice for All is kind of like, the first three for sure are definitely, like, thrash Justice for All has like, you know, Harvester of Sorrow and right. that one and well, right. whatever. But like Mother's Milk, they go into kind of like different territory, but we'll get to that later. But yeah. like these three albums kind of like belong in their, it's just, you kind of understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And I agree with what you're saying. Um, yeah. And th- this one I think is the Injustice for All of yeah. them. And I haven't delved into like mother's milk yet but um this one is the one that's like the slight departure Uh um so anyway fight like a brave is a cool song i said on the last podcast that the chili peppers are masters of the song like opening song they know how to open an album they first it was true men don't kill coyotes and then the second one was jungle man this one's fight like a brave fight my like a brave is probably my least favorite of the three hmm the song's fine, but it's my least favorite of those three. But it's a fine way to uh, start the album. The second song, I did not like at all the first time I heard it. And it's grown on me. This is Funky Crime. Um, what do you think of Funky Crime? Wait. I like it. I, I've grown to like it, too. I just love that kind of beat. That's just straight. Yeah. No, what I didn't like about it is the vocals on the chorus. That's the part I struggle with the most. Because it's kind of like atonal. Like, this part. Like, it's like half a singing, like half a melody, half a rap. And I'm just, I just don't really care for it that much. But I do love the 
the bridge at 145. It, it's reminiscent of some of the like tighter stuff they do in uh, in uh, freaky style. So, so much talk box. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, 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 what? Do you think like Anthony's sobriety is like changing his approach at all? Hmm. Um It's hard for me to say because I'm guessing a lot of these were already written. Oh, uh, that's now, true. Um and and you never know what the demos sounded like, you know, they clean mm. up a lot in the studio, but um I will say that I think he has improved the most from record to record. Yeah. So I would, I, I think this is his best one of the three. So, you know, it's certainly not bad. It's certainly not like the sobriety doesn't show in a negative way. I'll mm-hmm. say that, which I think is, uh, and, and we know how it all turns out. And I, I think I like Anthony Kiedis even better now. Yeah. So I, I guess it, it you know what? Don't do drugs, kids. Don't, don't do, do this is don't bad. do it. very bad. Don't do it. Bad. Um, the third song is a little tune called "Me and My Friends," not "My Friends," which is from One Hot Minute. Just "Me and My Friends." All right, so a popular one for them to play live, apparently to this day. Yeah. Um, one of their, you know, this wasn't like a, none of these were big radio hits, but this mm-hmm. is like a hit for them, um, ostensibly about each other. Mm-hmm. You know, he, there's even a rap about Hillel before the guitar solo. Um, it's a cool song. Yeah, I like it. So, so where did you read that, that, they, that they're still playing it today? Um... I can't remember. I didn't look at setlist.fm or whatever, which is the fun way to like look yeah. at what they do the most. Um, it was in one of the things that yeah. I, I can't remember which. Um, but I mean, that'd be cool. Like if you're at a Chili Pepper concert and they start playing this. Well, know? right, right. Like if they're gonna do if they're gonna do a deep track, uh-huh. you'd think it would be something like this. Yeah. Um, there's actually a few on here that are kind of like that, where yeah. it'd be like I could see why that would be a big hit live. Um, but uh, there's not much to this song other than the like sing-songy, like crowd chanty element of the chorus. Mm. Like, me, me, yeah, me, yeah. Me, me. You know, um, guitar solo is pretty cool, but like, you know, that that is more for people who are listening hard, not for people who are like mm. trying to get their energy going at a show or whatever. Um, fourth song, backwoods. Oh, Dude, give this. me more of this. Yeah. Sounds like Tom Morello, bro.
Okay, hard pause because this this is maybe the first time on a Chili Peppers album that we've done that I'm like, ooh, I gotta hear that again uh-huh. because the guitar part starts and you're like, oh shit, like I see what they're doing here and I like it, and then the bass and drums come and you're like, oh, that's even better. Yeah, you know. So here that is again. So that song rules. <laughs> so I like how like the guitar is the f- foundation, the bass is like riffing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, good point. I like, what I like the most about it is that, and that I'm not going to explain this well because I'm not even sure it's a fully fleshed out thought for me, but the verse and the chorus fit. Which you know, they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I would say not every Chili Peppers song does up until this point, which I think is fine. Like it's unique to have like disparate sounding parts in a song, but these two parts are different, but they fit, and they're both really strong. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think that that's something they really haven't done yet. But when they get like, I love the verse, and it moves like a verse is supposed to move, and then it gets to the chorus that's a little bit bigger and a little bit like more flowing, but it still works. And it's like, oh, this is good too, where they're like, it's take bouncy, me to yeah. your backwoods now. Like, it's cool. Like that whole song is cool. Yeah. This is, as I was listening to this, once I got to backwoods, I was like, oh, I think I like this album. You know, like we, we're, yeah. we're finally on the fourth song. I was a little shaky on Funky Crime, but I'm like, okay, Fight Like a Brave is fine. Funky crime, meh. I really, I like me and my friends. Like mm-hmm. I get it. And then I heard backwoods, and I'm like, I've never heard this song before. And yeah, it, it, it's pretty it good. rules. Yeah. So big fan of that one. Which brings us to skinny sweaty man, a, a one minute seventeen second romp. What about this one? I like it. 
I do too. It's a it's a classic like Chili Peppers. Yeah. Like I have no problem with it. I, uh-huh. I'm gonna listen to it, but it's also only a minute long. It's like a a Chili parody. They're yeah. Just like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like Police Helicopter from yeah. the first. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, in fact, it only is a second longer than Police Helicopter. Here is I mentioned earlier that this song, this album is mostly the same sort of, except for. And then, obviously, in my mind, one jumped out. This is, I like this, this one. This is the one that's most different. This one is really strong, I think. It's kind of like the... has the same vibe as, like, True Men, in a way. That's that that kind of like oh yeah you know what I mean yeah With, explain what you mean a little more though just cause I it helped that I saw you do this uh-huh. but if if people are listening they don't know what you're talking about it just kind of has that I don't the no, same noises or something yeah you know there's like an ambiance yeah. like a echoey sort uh-huh. of um and, it, and like um he Irons kind of puts extra emphasis on two and I mean, it's on four too because he's hitting the snare, but it's like I can't really explain it. But it kind of feels like it's really heavy on two and not as much on four. Um, but I could be imagining things like it, and that's something we all do is like project our own yeah. like <laughs> feel for the song onto it. That's probably what's happening. Um, I like the beat. Me too. I like the sitar effect on the guitar. It's not a sitar. He's got some sort of effect on his guitar that makes it sound like... But I like it. Um, very sing song. Was this on um, that hits? On what hits? CD. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think it was. Um, what do you think of Jack Irons on this? I like the it. The drummer. Yeah. Do you? I do too. He's pretty rock solid. And I think a lot of it's the production. Like the drums are just bigger mm-hmm. than usual. Yeah. Um, but the, I like him a lot. The like thick kick works well in that song. Yeah, and, and th- throughout the album. Yeah, I, I think it's important to bring him up. I think we'll talk about him a little more in the Mother's Milk episode, probably. But, um, but Jack Irons is like a really interesting player in the Red Hot Chili Peppers um, history because this is the first album he's on mm-hmm. and the last album he's on, and he later joins Pearl Jam. So he's in like two of the biggest bands ever and kind of like oddly enters and exits both. Um, huh, I didn't know that. And by all accounts, he's like, like I said, we'll get into it more maybe next week, but it's not a drug thing. Hmm. You know, it's just like, he's just like a different bird yeah. kind of. Um, but like I said, more that's not pl- paying him enough justice, but we'll talk about that more next time. But, um, so yeah, I, that's a cool song too. Very different compared to what they've done before. Uh, the next one is a cover, a Bob Dylan song. This is something the Chili Peppers, now they're three albums in and they've done at least three covers. I, I think maybe I think maybe it's four. But um, this, they do a good job with covers. You know, when they do a cover, it's really different. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. they basically just take the words. Mm-hmm. And then maybe some chord structure, but um, but yeah, this is what 
a Bob Dylan Red Hot Chili Peppers cover sounds like. Yeah, I think it's all right. You like it? I do. It's cool. Um, ooh, the next song is controversial because oh, I should tell you. So I I like to study for these at work, uh-huh. and I was um. So I was listening to this in our warehouse and one of my owners comes in. He's like, ooh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, huh? My This owner that I'm talking about is like the nicest, like most unassuming guy. Like in a way that, um, you know, you can be a nice person and still make like sarcastic jokes. This guy's like sarcasm is not something this guy dabbles in. Like he understands sarcasm, uh-huh. but he just, he prefers to just be nice to you. Yeah. Right? But uh, so I'm listening to uplift mofo party plan and he's all oh, red hot chili peppers huh? i used to have uh all i used to have all these i was really into it and he goes what do you think what do you think it means to party on your pussy anyway <laughs> <laughs> i was like I, was, I don't know man um good question so that's the name of this song now on cds and such because of the tipper gore uh-huh. like parental advisory movement it's called secrets or special secret song inside but the the true Chili Peppers name of the song is "Party on Your Pussy." So did it reveal like the name of the song inside the CD? In the liner notes, you know what? Um, I don't know, and the reason is because when I went to buy this, it wasn't available anywhere. Oh. Um, so I had to download it, which I fucking hate. Yeah. Because I love liner notes. Uh-huh. You learn so much from them, but um, so I don't have liner notes for this one, and I don't know. But. Here you go. So we were talking about songs that were written so that the crowd could participate. Uh-huh. I look at this as one of those. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't offer a whole lot musically. Uh-huh. Although I do think it sounds cool. Like, this song sounds better than a lot of their other, like, joke tunes. Yeah, yeah. But the, and the chorus is singable, uh-huh. you know, like yeah. I'm on a party. On, I can just imagine a crowd uh, like catchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, it's a little, uh, you know, maybe just a little misogynistic. Uh, but <laughs> and it does make me wonder, like, what does he mean? Yeah. I mean, I have an idea, but one person's party is another person's, like, you know, boring. Right. You know day at work or whatever you know i don't know i don't even know what that meant let's get out of here before we (laughs) go too far next song get out of here man no chump love sucker oh i like This is their, I think this is their coolest, like, punk metal yeah, rap song. I agree, song. Yeah. Like, The, I don't know. The bass tone is good. I don't always like the real trebly poppy bass, but it works uh-huh. here, especially on the, like, the little, uh-huh. like, hook in the riff that they do. Um, you know, if you don't like the Chili Peppers, you're probably not going to like this song, right. but uh, it, it it's cool. It's pretty red hot. Yeah, it is definitely red hot. Here's an, uh, This is another one that I like a lot, Walking On Down the Road. It's a little bit slower. 
cool bass riff. I just think this is a really good guitar song, too. Yeah, it's kind of something like Joe Walsh. Yeah, yeah. You know I didn't I mean? think about that, but it definitely does. Yeah. Well, it's all the slide yeah, guitar. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Even as we're listening to it, I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, maybe this is more different than I thought. What it is, I, what I will stand by is that the sound of the album is really consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, more consistent than the first two, I think. It's the uplift mofo party plan. Yeah, though. yeah. Um, I like this, like the gang vocal chorus. So, I'm going to say this now because I, I don't want to forget it. I was going to mention it after Backwoods, but I forgot. So th- this really illustrates, like, if we had never, if we didn't have a podcast where we were doing this, I would never have listened to this album. Right. And I would have been a lesser person. Yeah. Because this is good. Like, I, there's a lot like, of good stuff on here. You know, people think of the Chili Peppers like the stuff what they did in the 90s and 2000s. You yeah. Know? So it's, like, cool to say, like... Yeah, dug into that stuff. Well, right. You know. Well, right, and you know, I've had people, friends of mine, who know we do this, and and gave a podcast or two a listen, who maybe aren't Tool fans, or yeah, because we did Tool, <clears throat> and, and they'll be like, "Man, the problem is you guys are talking about Tool too much, or like bands they don't like." Yeah, is my is the idea, which I get it, and it, it's going to take time to build a catalog where like, you know, there's something for everyone, but that's true of every podcast um Mm. you know sometimes you get lucky and everybody likes everything you do but but the point that i'm making here is that like sometimes you learn that you didn't know like i didn't know how good this was until i started going into it so hopefully this is like a gateway for for some people who are just like you know i just want to check out this even if they aren't interested in the album they just happen to like so hopefully like what we do mm-hmm. they start listening to it and they're like you know what there's some cool riffs i yeah. caught on that episode yeah. like i need to get that so anyway that's my little plug love trilogy is the next song this is kind of a different one like it really takes a hard left turn at about a minute through oh i like this one my love comes and when it does it's a crazy kind of Selective affection. Uh-huh. My love flows like a wise guy tied in the zaniest of a directions. My love protection, my love erection. You better get some of my infection. My love can be a bigger than the Hoover Dam. My love can hide behind a grain of sand. My love for life is fueled by the love for my band. My love is mother and the silly mixed up man. Some people think he's bad. They say he doesn't laugh. And that's my dad. Look out. Like the talking bass. Like, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, man. <laughs> Dude, this song is cool, too. Yeah. Like, it, it just kind of makes me be like, like, I'm not happy, 
But I'm just like, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, do it. You know? Um, so it, what I meant by I'm not happy is it's not like a cheerful song. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, spit it. Like, yeah. he's like, he, as, as Kiedis gets angrier, that's when the bass comes in and is like popping uh-huh. along with him. And I don't know. It's cool. And then the last song is called Organic Anti-Beatbox Band, which I didn't even know organic was a term in 1987. <laughs> I didn't know that. We talked earlier about the gang vocal chorus and walking on down the road. You got the same thing going on here later on. heard that though that was foreshadowing me i'm from michigan he yeah, loves to uh, rhyme with states right and there and there i played a little of the gang vocals in the chorus um i like this song too there's not a whole lot about this song song that i think is like really special right you know but how long is it? Is it it's 410. Is this is a long closer for them. Yeah. Long song in general. Behind the Sun's the longest at almost five minutes. So this will be Hillel and Jack's last album. Yeah. Because Hillel's going to die. That's foreshadowing. And Jack's going to leave. Um, but so this is, this is the only album that... Um, the nineteen, at least the nineteen eighty seven Chili Peppers would have said, "This is the only album that we've recorded that was the band it was supposed to be." You know, the oh, band yeah. that started it. Uh-huh. They kind of went separate ways for a little while, and then they gradually came together and made this album. And so far, uh, so far, this is my favorite of the three. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so, and I, and I genuinely, at least liked not loved but liked all of them but this one is the best one i think yeah like the songs on this one like um behind the sun like i might listen to that again oh yeah what we were talking about like eh, i don't know if we'll ever like yeah dig deep in those songs but maybe i don't know but right but those there's some like good songwriting going on right yes you know right like i said i said too like before what when I don't own these, I always decide if I'm going to buy the next one by whether I like mm-hmm. the one we're doing. And so far, I've bought all of them. But, but Freaky Styley, really, and this one, were kind of like dicey. It was like, well, I like a couple songs. I don't know if I'm going to, like you said, listen to the album a lot again. But like Jungle Man was a good enough song for me to be like, okay, I'll buy the next album. This yeah. one has many songs that I like. Uh-huh. And it's in part, they did change... Their sound is a little different. This yeah. is more yep. metal. Yeah. You know? More and it's rock. Not, yeah, it's not just the like distorted guitar tone that they went and with. They kind of go in that direction in Mother's Milk. Yeah. Yep. Um, which I'm more excited for now, even though uh, it's new band members and stuff. But then we'll really dig into like how the sound changes with the different members or whatever. Although John Frusciante said that he learned to 
he kind of learned how to play with Flea by going to Red Hot Chili Peppers shows and watching how Hillel played with Flea. Huh. So Frashanti sees himself as a pretty good imitator of Hillel Slovak, at least on the stuff Hillel had written. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I would also kind of add that at the very beginning of this, uh, I said that one thing I wanted to think about was who the MVP of the Chili Peppers is and that we're really going to have to start paying attention to that once Frushanti mm-hmm. and Chad Smith enter the band because things are going to change. And I think in a lot of ways, you're certainly getting their more famous albums. Right. So, you know, does that make an argument for Chad Smith or John Frushanti just because they gain more fame or was that a matter of good timing for those mm-hmm. two guys? Who knows? Um, so yeah, um, this was a night, n- night, nice, tight episode. We're not even at 50 minutes yet, which is maybe a blessing for some people. But I don't know, did you have anything? I don't want to. No, uh, dude. Though I would definitely cover this. me and my friends, dude. Me and my friends. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, I. <sighs> me too. That's the that's the most like arena ready. Yeah. Um. I'd co- I'd cover me and my friends also. And then. What, yeah. Go ahead and tell me. Favorite gem, dude. No wait. Behind. What would you cut? Oh. I always have to look at them. I know, cause you don't even bother like learning the names and stuff. I know. Me, me. I mean, you meaning all of us. Um, I think that I would cut. I think I would cut skinny sweaty man. That's the I one agree. that's only one seventeen. Yeah. It's- it's a cool song, and my other one that I was fighting with was Funky Crime because I don't like the uh-huh. chorus there. But Funky Crime does have that pretty bitchin' bridge yeah, where it's got all that. And, and that's worth having in there just to uh, have mm-hmm. something that's a little little unique. Um, and what did you say your hidden gem was? Dude, Behind the Sun, bro. Yeah, that song is good. Um, it's technically not a single. Um, it wasn't released from the album as a single. It was, I think, on What Hits and was released uh, like after the fact but that doesn't mm. count if you ask me but my next one would be um backwoods that's mine yeah. backwoods is my hidden yeah. gem like that song rules like i would i would want to cover that one uh-huh. like, except that it's not famous enough yeah but it's a cool sing-along chorus too i've already sang it once so anyway that gets us dude we've made it in a really tight like fast episode get wet <laughs> i wasn't ready to say get wet just yet but i mean i did just leave it open for yeah you. um next episode is mother's milk um just really getting into the beef of the red hot chili peppers yep. the spice yep. the capsaicin the condiments of, on top of the beef yeah yeah in the coming episodes so like sam said get wet i got a story Boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. Hey, yeah.
shoulders.